Hello and welcome to Macro ESG. Today is Monday, July 6, 2020. It's 8 p.m. in the New York time zone. My name is Greg Beyer. Thank you very much for joining us. Today's post is entitled Pavlovian Economics and Zombie Markets, the Long-Term Forecast of Quantitative Easing. Yesterday on Sunday, I wrote, the best call so far is Long China. The Chinese equity market is on fire and likely to make a big move higher. On Monday, the Chinese equity market was up over 5% due mainly to government mouthpieces telling the public to buy. The Chinese equity market is trading well relative to its international peers and benefits from having COVID behind it. China is set to do well. But it is not a Buffett buy it and forget and uh, hold it forever rally. Lots of dark clouds are gathering on the horizon for China's growth. It's really more of a major trade because the exit may come up suddenly. So don't file the position away in the back of the portfolio and forget it. One of the great benefits that comes with taking a break from time to time is a fresh perspective. I tuned into the financial news channels, and it was obvious to me that the hosts and guests simply didn't believe the market rally, even if they were espousing a bullish view. The COVID growth and government response news as well. They sounded jaded. Similarly, the Germans, who paid a devastating price for unsound financial practices that led to fascism and World War II, just threw in the towel on trying to resist the policy of quantitative easing. The Financial Times reported Germany's central bank is set to keep buying sovereign bonds from next month, diffusing an explosive ruling by the country's constitutional court that had threatened to destabilize the European Central Bank's flagship asset purchase scheme. I believe that monetarism has become so fashionable is because it is so easy politically to decide and implement. Now that the Germans have effectively thrown their hat in the ring on QE means that we are starting the end of the QE era. I believe that this signals the beginning of Act 3 in the QE saga. We are in an era of Pavlovian economics because everyone automatically hits the green buy button on their terminals when the monetary easing cycle is on. There isn't any thinking required, but Pavlovian economics ultimately results in zombie markets. One just looks at the recent monetary policy actions. Boom. It takes 10 seconds to formulate an investment strategy, which can then be implemented at zero cost via via ETFs. No analysis, no discernment. Ray Dalio gave a tremendous interview demonstrating just how much of an original thinker he is on Bloomberg on July 2nd. My favorite quote of his during the interview is, The capital markets drive the economy and the PEs, not private equity firms, but actual price-earnings ratios, and the PEs and the risk premiums more than the real economy drives the capital markets. Earlier, he had said that we are in a non-market economy with the Fed so active in markets it is a, quote, political economy, end quote, as, quote, central banks control the markets now, end quote. I must say that my impression of Ray Dalio from the interview is that he doesn't even believe the markets right now. He'll buy them because they are going up and he doesn't want to underperform. But he doesn't believe it either. Everyone is buying something that they don't believe in. 
it is the ultimate false idol. Whether or not it becomes a Ponzi scheme depends entirely on if the policy responses are actually effective. And the entire global policy space is about to shift dramatically with Donald Trump losing the White House to Joe Biden. So, what is the macro ESG meaning of this? Looking carefully at the markets, politics, and technology for a sustainable future, the key drivers of global power dynamics, equities are on fire as fixed income has gone flat. But the pressure that is building up in the system will be expressed through currency changes. Major political changes are afoot in the U.S. and the developed world that I believe will lead to an era of inclusive green growth. The technology space is going to have to make a decision about whether they can continue to manufacture in China or not. The bellwether of this choice will be led by Apple. To express these changes in traditional ESG terms, which I feel lag change more than lead it, which is why I really think that if you want to think about ESG, you really have to think of it in terms of an integrated viewpoint based on markets, politics, and technology for a sustainable future. But to just bring it back to uh, traditional ESG terms that on the macro level, zombie markets mean that the status quo is locked in and there will be no meaningful change on reducing carbon. So the environment dimension is going to get worse. The social dimension is starting to shift because of the structural wealth disparities that zombie markets bring, because the return on capital is higher than economic growth. The governance dimension is stuck in national polarized politics, but is about to receive a shock by the end of the Reagan era, the start of the Biden era, or more likely, the Warren era. The wild card is China, but I feel that macro ESG is starting to suss out the global power dynamics that will define that segment of change, as was alluded to in yesterday's post, or as described, I should say, in yesterday's post, yesterday's piece. So what is the investment opportunity? Stay long equities, especially China, until the virus clearly threatens the ability of an economy to function and or an economy is about to become engulfed in a trade-slash-military-slash-diplomatic war, and or domestic protests threaten investor business confidence. The next great multi-year investment opportunity is trading foreign exchange. We are going to end up in a currency crisis with the USD and a low-intensity conflict with China waged by proxies. China has... you know. China has 14 land borders and three sea borders, so there's no shortage of problems that can arise here. I wouldn't be surprised that this all ended with the mining of China's major uh, export ports and establishing no-fly zones enforced by drones. China's Achilles heel is its poor geography, which will be its undoing. So thank you very much for joining me on this fine Monday, and I wish you a very health, healthy and safe day. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye.